Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello, I'm Ken Rundle and welcome Potato Growers, because this podcast is for you. Joining me is Tom DeCamp, Yara's area manager and potato specialist. With most of the 2020 crop lifted and in store at least, attention's turning to the next planting season and delivering the levels of nutrition needed to give the crop a good start. Tom, I suppose it all begins with deciding the needs of the market, the variety and the soil. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely, Ken. Um, your first consideration is the soil that you're going into. So a lot of potato growers are not on their own land, so they, if they're taking on fields, they won't know the status. So the first absolute starting point is to do a full soil analysis, MPK, trace elements and um, pH as well. And then that's your starting point. And then, of course... It, just, it depends what sort of variety you're growing, whether it's an early main crop, you're going for seed, you're going for pre-pack, all those considerations need to be taken into account as well. And then you start to make some decisions on um, what sort of programme you're going to have. I mean, I always uh, like to go with a split end programme in terms of base dressing, so the base dressing will allow us to apply some more nitrogen to tube initiation. But that those formative plants that you're setting in place depend very much on the soil you're going into and the type of crop that you're going to grow. But that base dressing, well, can be delivered two ways. Um, liquid, I suppose, uh, people are well familiar with as far as Yara is concerned, but there are new developments on the solid side. But let, let's just reiterate some of the messages from liquid fertilizer point of view. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the best way to apply... Um, base dressings is in a precise way so a precision application of mpks at planting and we've been doing that with uh, with the liquid grades now for 20 30 years probably so we know all about that we know it works and it's a relatively simple operation where you have a tank usually on the front a liquid tank and it's pumped around and metered through at a set rate uh, at planting and we can now do that on the solid side as well because we've got the products and we've got the kit to do it but Precision application has to be right. There's environmental pressure to do that. And there's pressure from the supermarkets and people we're supplying the potato crop to to grow them in an efficient, environmentally friendly way. So uh, that, that application at planting, precision application, has to be the right way, really. And up to now, liquid has obviously offered so much more. It's fairly easy to, to, to incorporate into the whole planting system. But what you're saying is that there's been some really exciting developments on the solid side now. Yeah, I mean, on the solid side, uh, from Yara's point of view, we now have the Miele grades, which are high quality uh, MPK fertilizers. And then for, for the purposes of, of uh, this, this chat, if I can talk about the Miele Complex product, which is a 12, 11, 18 true complex product. So all that MPK, uh, the trace elements and the sulfur, is all the same within each individual prill. The prills are very evenly size matched, so they flow down pipes beautifully and they can be placed just the same as liquid can be placed close to that developing tuber. And I always talk about two inches away from and two inches below the potato. Don't want to get too close to it, to that developing tuber. But we can apply solids now in the form of Miele products, just as easy as we can apply uh, liquids. It really does flow. It flows beautifully. Like, they're, like, they're like marbles. And we've, there's a lot of kit manufacturers now up and down the UK who will provide the application equipment so just the same you have a hopper with the solid fertilizer in it the miller complex in it it can be pneumatically blown through the system down pipes and applied 
to that uh, to the potatoes at planting. We do it on brassica crops as well, so we know we know it works. Um, so there's no reason just to use this precision application in the form of liquids. We can do it with solids now as well. But the key thing, as you keep reiterating, one of your key messages to any grower you speak to is there's no point in putting the fertilizer on top of the potato, top of the tuber. Uh, in terms of phosphate, certainly you need that to be uh, just below and just to the side um, so it can find it. I mean, it will, with, with pea in particular, crops probably take from the soil solution only one to two mils away from the roots. So those roots won't go a long, long way looking for it. It has to be just far enough away so you know it's not too near to that tuber when it goes into the ground but close enough for the roots to find it and if you think about it three to seven percent of a field is not planted with potatoes anyway so you might as well be applying the nutrient where it's going to be used and the amount of nutrients removed is closely related to yield as well so you're spending money on uh, on fertilizer so the crop might as well be using it and you need to be using it right the way through the crops grow so from sprout development vegetative growth tube initiation right through to bulking you need to make sure that you've got that right balance of nutrients for that crop as it moves through its growth stages and the formulation of phosphates important as well uh, from the point of view of, of early initiation uh, and then of course later developments as it grows there's some messages there yeah i mean with the with the mealer complex product um the phosphate is in uh, two different forms. So you've got the orthophosphate and you've got polyphosphate. So what this means really is that you've got phosphate there instantly available for those root hairs when they're developing from that tuber to get it, go get it going straight away and building a root mass and pick up other nutrients. And then you've got the polyphosphate that will release phosphate over a longer period of time. So you've got P available to that crop as it moves through those different growth stages. It's not just one hit of phosphate which you might get with a straight something like tsp triple superphosphate but you're getting a balanced sort of split release of phosphate which is good for the crop if you're going to put it all on at once you get heavy rain or it's not in the right place it can get leaves through or it's not available for the for the crop but with these mealer grades um you're going to have p available through as it moves through those growth stages so this whole business of efficiency is getting increasingly important, not only obviously from a highly expensive crop to grow, so you don't want to be wasting money, but there is real pressure now on everybody uh, in terms of climate change and the way that the industry is going to address that. And it's pretty clear from looking at some of the policy reports coming out from all various governments in the UK, uh, they're going to be looking very closely at fertiliser applications in future. And it's something that uh, Yara has been looking at as well. So what are the key messages there? Yeah, obviously there's pressure on environmentally, there's pressure on from the people who buy the, whether, whether it be any veg crop really, but potatoes in particular, the supermarkets want to make sure that you grow in that potato crop the lowest possible carbon footprint. Um, these mealer grades come out of uh, Yara factories with the latest abatement technology, so you can reduce the emissions. We, we have re reduced our emissions by up to 90%. Uh, this, so this really does reduce the carbon footprint of growing a potato crop. I mean, if you think about it, Ken, the, the, the carbon footprint of growing a potato crop is somewhere in the region of 28%. So by using these sort of products, you can dramatically reduce that, which has got to be the right way to go. And it's, that's where the pressure is coming from to reduce carbon footprint, not just growing a potato crop, but any crop. And uh, using these grades will, will help a grower farmer achieve that. Fewer field operations, less fuel used, all those kind of things come into it. It's down to fine tuning, really. 
It is down to fine tuning. Yes, that's all part of it. Transport in and around tractor users. You obviously you're only doing one pass with this. You're not putting a straight base dressing on and then another base dressing on. So you're cutting down all the time. But the big cutback is in terms of um, as it leaves the factory, it's got a much lower carbon footprint. So that that you know that's a very good starting point in terms of um, being more environmentally friendly when you're growing potatoes. And presumably, from the point of view of the person letting the land for potato growing, uh, they have their own interest in that as well. They're not going to look kindly on people renting property and leaving leaving a mess for them to uh, to clear up, or at least in, implicating them in something that uh, is not directly their fault. No, well, the, yeah, they won't. They won't like a mess. I mean, that's difficult sometimes. Harvest has been difficult uh, this year, so it's, they have had to move around a little bit. But in terms of what a lot of growers are now doing, or landowners are now doing, are uh, they'll take a uh, the soil status when they move in onto that onto that field, and when the farmer leaves that field and takes his crop off, he should leave it the status exactly the same. These. So if, we, if we're looking down at the checklist, um, as I've said, uh, they've struggled to get, many growers have struggled to get the crop off this year, but it, it's now, now nearly off, all but what, 2% the latest report. Um, they're now looking forward. What's the checklist as far as you're concerned? Yeah, we're looking forward now to 2021 crop uh, planting. So as I say, you need to be considering where you are in terms of your soil so you put starting to put a program together so you'll you'll work out the quantities you need to be applying mpk trace elements sulfur without base dressing you need to be thinking about how you're going to apply it i mean i guess the liquid boys that are applying liquid mpks they'll stick with that but if you are thinking and wanting to which you should be really apply a solid you're on a solid fertilizer regime uh, you want to place out the kits out there so you should be talking to these kit manufacturers um, easy, they tell me, I've never done it, but they tell me it's easy enough to fit and, and take off again at the end of the process so the tractor's free again. So you're going to be picking some solid kit to apply it, you're picking the right sort of product to put through it, like these Miele grades. Um, you made your decision on rates, split nitrogen rates, so you can put something else on at tube initiation, some calcium with the nitrogen, and then uh, move for, hopefully move forward through the crop, maybe with some foliars later on to keep them bulking or keep them going. But you can tweak later on, but you have to get the first base dressing correct. And that, they're the sort of decisions you should be making now ready for spring. So some interesting technology and some interesting science behind it. As usual, the potato sector continues to seek for any marginal gains. Thanks very much, Tom. And uh, anyone needing to find out more on this subject can find it on the Yara website where Tom DeCamp regularly has uh, postings. And that's the last Grow the Future podcast for 2020. I'm Ken Rundle and I'll be back in the second week of January 2021 when we'll be looking at grassland. Until then, enjoy what you can of the festive season. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.